Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Hello, welcome back all my Exposing Grief listeners. Welcome to the last week of March. I hope you've had a great month and I also hope that you've been loving this series, this month's series. If you're just joining, welcome. Be sure to check out the other three episodes with this series. But for the month of March, I really took the time to talk about some of these very common topics that come up in my episodes with my guests or in my clients with session, very common themes that show up in grief, but don't have a whole lot of time given to them. So I wanted to take this month, which marks kind of the half birthday of the Exposing Grief podcast. I wanted to take some time to talk about these very important topics. So this month we've covered this idea of getting the permission and having the permission to grieve and that grief is not selfish. We've also talked about ambiguous loss and what that is and how it shows up and how you can honor your grief journey around that just the way you would with the death of a loved one. Last week, we talked about this idea of sitting with grief and what that means and the purpose in doing that. And this week, to wrap up the series, I want to talk about this idea of holding space for grief. But before we do, I'm curious on how this series has been sitting with you. Have you found it helpful? Have you been finding these concepts or ideas fit within your grief journeys and maybe they're fitting in different ways than they had before? However you've been receiving March's episodes, I hope they have been serving you. Now let's talk about this idea of holding space for grief to kind of wrap everything else in a nice little bow. While this concept may not be one that's come up too terribly often on the podcast and in my episodes, it comes up a lot in the work with my clients. So I believe it deserves to have time dedicated to explaining and exploring what holding space means because I'm guessing... Either you're experiencing it or you're needing space to be held for you. So I want to talk about it today. Up to this point, you may have heard the idea of holding space when discussing supporting someone who is grieving. And disclaimer, while I will be applying this concept to grief for the purpose of this episode, you can hold space for anyone going through any sort of difficult time. It is a universal concept when providing support for whatever reason. Without an understanding of what holding space means, looks like, and how we do that effectively can prevent us from actually utilizing the concept as a way to support our loved ones. So this is what we're talking about today. There are a few points I want to make sure that I address and hit on when it comes to this concept, so we're just going to dive right into them. The first point that I want to drive home is when you are holding space for someone who is grieving or anyone going through a tough time, you are showing them it's safe to express emotion when they're around you. Okay, great. But what do I mean by showing them it's safe? Great question. Safety in reference to expressing emotion means that the emotion or emotions will not be dismissed, invalidated, or 
fixed. And I put that in air quotes because oftentimes an emotion doesn't need to be fixed. It just needs to be felt. Emotions can be a great form of communication, informing us that something is wrong or something is really right and it's worth listening to them. So when you are creating a safe space, you're allowing the person or possibly yourself to feel and express their emotion and hopefully resulting in them feeling heard. So how do we do that? One way is through active listening. So as the individual is talking, we are nodding. We are looking at the person who's talking and we're letting them know that you hear them by communicating something like, that sounds really tough. Or validating their experience through communicating, of course you feel that way. It makes sense why you would. In creating a safe space, we avoid things such as trying to make them feel better by saying, oh no, you don't need to feel that way. We also avoid discouraging emotions such as, oh, don't cry. Or more sarcastically, suck it up, buttercup. So next time you're supporting someone, check in on if and how you're creating a safe space emotionally for them. And I also encourage you to start implementing some of these tools, right? That active listening, validating, letting them know you hear them, and allowing their emotions, welcoming their emotions to be there. The second point I want to make sure we hit on is when you're holding space for someone's grief or mental health battles, you are not judging, but rather empathizing. How do these two things differ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> judging is going to be focused on your thoughts and reactions to what your loved one is sharing with you about their experience. So for example, you may think, or maybe even sometimes actually verbalize it. Well, if you know what you need to do, then why not do it? And it may also sound like classifying something as wrong just because it looks different than how you might navigate the same situation, right? So if someone is grieving and they, a very common classic, not classic, a very common example, if Someone is grieving a spouse and they get into a relationship soon after, whatever that timeline is, and that feels too soon for you or you're like, I wouldn't do that. You may classify that as wrong or they're grieving incorrectly because it doesn't fit and match with how you would do it. So being mindful that, okay, that person's experience and way of navigating may not fit with me, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. So I'm going to empathize with their experience as opposed to judge. Now, empathizing, on the other hand, looks and sounds like you focusing on what your loved one is saying and offering validation. So very similar to what we just talked about in providing emotional safety. In empathizing, you're letting your loved one know it's okay to feel any and all emotions that are coming up for them throughout their journey. So I'm curious, where do you fall in these? Do you have a tendency to fall more towards judgment? Or do you offer empathy? And know that if we fall more towards judgment, that's okay. We're human. It happens, right? Don't don't judge yourself. Don't shame yourself for judging. We're human. It happens. How can we shift that then to becoming more empathetic on our loved one's experience? The last point I want to make sure I hit home on this idea of holding space. 
When you are holding space for those who need to talk about hard things, you are encouraging them to define their own experience with the battle rather than morph to society what believes it should be, in air quotes, or what is easier for you to hear and sit with. I will say that again. When you are holding space for those who need to talk about hard things, you are encouraging them to define their own experience with the battle rather than encourage them to morph their experience to what society believes it should be, in air quotes, or what is easier for you to hear and sit with. This one is pretty straightforward. We are listening to what our loved one is telling us and taking it for face value. We are not altering it or describing their experience for them. We are empowering them to own their experience with whatever they're battling. All three of these really tie into one another. When you're providing an emotional safe space for your loved one to discuss their experience, you are more than likely not judging, but rather empathizing. And when you're empathizing rather than judging, you also aren't attempting to describe your loved one's experience for them. And in doing all three of these, you are holding space for whatever heavy life transition one might be experiencing. So I will leave you with this question. How can you hold space for someone today? If you resonated with this episode, I invite you to share it with those you believe would benefit from hearing this information. I also invite you to follow me on all of the socials. Instagram, I'm usually the most active on at best self therapy or at exposing underscore grief. This way we can connect. I love to connect with my listeners. I love to hear your feedback. I love to hear what you're doing and how this is helping you. Here's to removing the stigma of grief one episode at a time. We'll chat soon. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.